Hello, and welcome to the MMA Reaction. I am your host, E. Koi Ivy. Uh, I have been gone for weeks, so those of you who missed uh, me last week, I apologize. I was on a little vacation, and I uh, wasn't able to get anything recorded. So today, this episode 21, who guessed it? You guessed it. Probably just going to be talking about UFC 229 for the most part. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, and a lot of little aspects here and there, but real quick before I get into UFC 229 on this episode I am going to talk about Bellator 206 a little bit uh, Musasi versus Rory Douglas Lima and then Aaron Pico and then I'm gonna get right in the meat and potatoes What you really want to hear what you really want to know about which is UFC 229 and all the horseshit that went along with it So please sit back enjoy and I hope you like it Alright ladies and gentlemen, before I get into the chaos that was UFC 229, I do want to touch on Bellator 206 real quick. Um, Gegard beats Roy McDonald. Not only did it beat him, but he made it look really fucking easy. And I was not expecting it to look so easy. So easy. Now Roy, Roy did mention the fact that he didn't feel like fighting on that night. And that, this has happened a few times in history with other fighters uh, regarding... Whatever they just when they show up to fight on Saturday, they just they're not into it. They're not they're not really up for the challenge. For whatever case, that's what Roy said. Uh, and he wasn't making a ton of excuses, but he did say that he just wasn't in the mood to fight. Gegard's an absolute beast at middleweight or light heavyweight. Uh, I think this really cements his legacy as one of the best ever at those two weight divisions, uh, middleweight primarily. Uh, congratulations to him. It, Man, it looked easy. Like he said, it looked easy at the end of it. At the end of the fight, he had said as much. Said, "Hey, you know that's why there's weight classes for a reason." I mean, he was obviously bigger than Roy, but it's not like Roy's a tiny welterweight. And I still think Roy beats a lot of middleweights, but nonetheless, that was really good. Uh, Quentin Jackson beats Vanderlei. That's pretty predictable. I thought it was going to be a left hook. They're not being a straight right hand. Uh, put him out. Uh, now they're two and two. I'm sure we'll do a fifth for. Uh, a fifth fight, which is neither here nor there. And then uh, Douglas Lima and Andre Korshikov, uh, they fought. This was the first uh, fight in the welterweight tournament for, tournament for Bellator. Uh, and Douglas Lima, he's really fucking good at fighting, man. That guy belongs in the with UFC caliber talent. And that's not to say that Andre Kor, uh, Korshikov isn't, but... In my mind, at least what I was watching, Douglas handled Andre. He handled him. I'm not going to say he handled him easily, but he handled that guy. Um, Douglas is, is legit. Legit. Um, and those leg kicks were m fucking brutal. And then finally, the only, the only other thing that I really cared about was Aaron Pico versus Leandro Higo. Aaron Pico, if you don't know, uh, this was his fifth fight ever. He's been a highly touted prospect since he was a kid. Like, we're talking like 11, 12 years old. Like, we kind of already knew that this was the route he was going to take. Um, he looked great. He looked amazing. He handled Leandro easily. He probably is the future of all featherweights, no matter what organization is, that organization he is in. Um, obviously, going forward, he's probably going to be looking for a UFC contract. Because that's where that's where the competition is at, and he seems like a competition-driven kind of dude. Um, so I can only assume that that's where he's headed. But he looked amazing, man. I I, I think I'm really high on this kid. Uh, I think he's going to be something. Um, yeah. So that's it for Bell Beltor 206. I just wanted to get that out of the way uh, before we go into uh, 
motherfucking UFC 229. So before we get into the obvious brawl and the the ridiculousness that was post main event, uh, a couple things to note. Um, really good fights all around. Good card was very very good. Uh, even the prelims were good. Everything was good. Um, so I'm just going to start off with the main card. Um, first fight was Michelle Watterson versus Felice Herrig. Legit, I thought Felice Herrig was going to decision Michelle. But Michelle looked way improved over her last fight and actually dominated Felice from pretty much the whole fucking fight. I mean, really beat her up, controlled her from all aspect of it, standing, grappling, clinch against the cage. Uh, Michelle looked really good. And I'm, she had said something in her post-fight interview about how she wasn't trying to, to be another fighter. She was trying to be a champion or she was trying to put the work in it. It looks like she has been. So I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing what she does next because uh, she really impressed me. Uh, next up was Derek Lewis versus Alexander Volkov. One of the most incredible fights ever. Not in terms of like back and forth action or even, I mean, it was a comeback for Lewis, obviously. But Alexander Volkov beat the fuck out of him for, you know, 14 minutes. And Derek Lewis was basically exhausted uh, three minutes into the first round. And it was hilarious when he pretended to get an eye poke. That's called a veteran move, son. He pretended to get eye poke because he was tired as fuck and wanted a break. Because even, even when I was watching it live, I was like, I didn't see any finger poke or any potential finger poke. But he was saying his finger poke. He took, you know, two minutes rest against the cage and it worked. Even though he was never poked in the eye. He got punched in the face for sure. But was never uh, was never poked in the eye. But nonetheless, fooled the ref, got the rest he needed, got beat up again for the rest of the second and third rounds, pretty much. And then finally, at the very end, he cracks Alexander Volkov with a, a violent right hand, and then pounds him out on the ground, knocks him completely unconscious. It was amazing. Then, of course, in Derek, the best post fight post-fight speech with Joe Rogan because he took his shorts off. And so Joe goes, hey, why are you, why'd you take your pants off? He goes, because my balls were hot. And Joe goes, yeah, I understand. <laughs> oh, man, it was great. Uh, Dominic Reyes beats up Ovin St. Peru. Should have been a, a knockout, in my opinion. He fucking iced OSP at the last second of the last round in a fight he basically dominated the whole time. It wasn't uh, a particularly close contest. I mean, uh, Ovens definitely had his moments and whatnot, but Dominic looked really good. He's a big, light heavyweight, very wide, very tall, good hands, uh, seemingly has good uh, takedown defense, ground ground defense, but we didn't see a ton of it. Uh, I'm really high on this guy uh, after this fight. He's 10-0 now, I believe. Uh, he, he looks like a really good prospect for the light heavyweight division, which is in need of any talent they can get from anywhere. And then, of course, the uh, the bloodbath, Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis. It's interesting because this got fight of the night, and it was probably the fight of the night. And Anthony Pettis has a lot of heart and showed a lot of resolve and definitely put up a fight with Tony. But let's not pretend like this was a close contest. This wasn't a close contest at all. Um, Tony dominated the fight, in my opinion. Pettis had a couple good moments, and he was doing some cartwheel shit that looked cool, but didn't do anything. Tony f f dominated this fight from start to finish for the most part. 
Uh, Pettis had a little bit of success with his. He had a good one-two that kind of wobbled Tony a little bit. I don't think he was anywhere near uh, like being knocked out or being disoriented, but he, he got rocked. And then in the early rounds, Pettis was attacking that, that repaired knee right away. And that did seem to affect him a little bit, but it also could be because Tony was just nervous about it. It's the first time he's fought after the repaired knee. And, you know, you anytime you have knee surgery or anything like that, you're real sensitive about the areas that have been worked on. Didn't seem to bother him that much. And he still, I mean, Tony was able to put some things together. I mean, elbows, strikes, kicks, knees, against the fence, in the center of the cage. I mean, everywhere, cut cut Pettis up bad you know that first cut that was on that was on the side of the forehead kind of in the hairline I mean it was so blood so much blood so fast that I couldn't tell if it was Tony that was bleeding because he was on the bottom looked like he was sucking in a bunch of blood or like he had got cut his mouth or something but it turned out it was just Pettis's blood uh running into uh Tony's face amazing stuff of course Pettis Shows what kind of warrior he is. I mean, he does the whole BJ Penn stick your tongue out thing. He loves the blood, whatever the, whatever the case may be. Um, but after the second round, fight's called off. Coach throws a towel in. Later, they say it was because he broke because Pettis broke his hand in the first round. Maybe that's true, but for me, I'm pretty skeptical about that because lots of fighters fight with broken hands all the time and don't pull out. I think Duke Rufus saw that Pettis was getting his ass handed to him and didn't want to see his fighter take any more damage. That's my personal opinion, that Pettis was just taking a lot of fucking damage. He was getting the fuck beat out of him. Not because he's a terrible fighter, he was outmatched. It's just Ferguson's really fucking good, man. And, uh, I mean, he really put it on. He put it on Pettis hard. And uh, I think Duke... Just said, man, fuck it. I can't. I can't watch Anthony take any more damage, and we'll say it's his broken hand. That's what I think. I obviously could be wrong about that, but that's just what I think. Main card, obviously, Khabib Nurma Gomedov versus Conor McGregor. So let's. This went to the fourth round. We all know that Khabib submitted uh, Conor with neck crank. It looked pretty painful. Um, Khabib. Khabib. For lack of a better term, did dominate this fight. Okay, he he beat Conor McGregor, but let's. I don't I don't want to make it sound. He didn't beat Conor McGregor like he beat Edson Barboza or he Daryl Horcher or he beat fucking any other person that he's beat so far. First of all, did, Conor Conor definitely did his homework and worked on his ground and his ground defense at least takedowns wise. Now, obviously, you're never gonna stop Khabib in his takedowns, but. Khabib has never had to work so hard to get the takedown. That's an obvious fact. You can look at any of his fights, and Conor put up the best defense for takedown. The thing is, is once Khabib's on top of you and he wraps your legs up, man, he must feel like a fucking vice. And it's so difficult to get out of his grip. Conor definitely took shots on the ground. He, he He got ground and pounded, right? But it was nothing compared to this, to Khabib's other opponents. McGregor wasn't taking a ton of damage on the ground. He did take he took the most in round two, in terms of ground and pound. Round one, he was actually doing a pretty good job just neutralizing Khabib, holding him in his guard, and and doing what he could to to at least at the very least see if he could get a, a ref stand up, which he wasn't able to do. Round three, didn't get taken down a single time. Uh, defended well. Uh, that was obviously the only round that he won. 
So, uh, and then round four comes around. Boom. Oh, wait, I should also, I have to talk about Khabib's the one that hit the big shot. He's, he's the one that landed the big right hand, uh, kind of knocked, knocked Connor down on his butt, and everyone, the internet's going crazy. Oh, shit. Khabib's got better striking than, than Connor. That's fucking absurd. What that is, is that Connor was expecting a takedown and got an overhand right. That's called a setup. That's called smart fighting. That's called fight IQ. That means that Khabib set Connor up and it worked beautifully. Connor wasn't at any risk of, of getting knocked out. He seems to have a pretty good chin. It was a good shot, knocked him on his butt, got back up, got taken down immediately. And then, of course, um, we all know the, the rest, rest of the fight. Khabib looked like a, like a world beater. He looked really, really good. Um, Connor had said that he wants a rematch. I would love to see that fight. The one thing about you could say about Connor is that he actively tries to get better. Same thing with the Nate Diaz fight. He lost. He made adjustments, wanted that rematch, had one of the most epic fights in, oh, I guess at that point, that's welterweight history. So if he wants a fight, a rematch with Khabib, man, I'm down for it. I want to see if Connor can make the adjustments. Would I favor Connor to win that fight? Not after, not after Saturday's showing, for sure not. It seemed like Connor had a really hard time just getting going. But because he was spending so much time defending the takedowns and trying to get back up, he could never get in, in a offensive rhythm to even set up Khabib for strikes, which is perfect game playing from Khabib. Him, him and AKA and, and Javier and all those guys, they, they set up the perfect game plan. It's not like we didn't already know what the game plan was going to be, but there is a game plan, and it was it was followed perfectly, and it worked. So, okay, so Connor, so Khabib wins. Connor's sitting in the cage. Herb has to break Khabib's grip. That should have been the first sign that something was going to go fucking weird, is he has to actually break the grip from Khabib. Khabib stands up, Herb's in front of him, and he's still screaming, yelling, pointing at, at uh, Connor. All of a sudden, well, we've all seen the videos. Dylan Dana starts running his mouth. Khabib jumps the fence. Fucking chaos. And we've all seen it from 100 different angles. Um, it looks like what happened was, at least from my angle, is, is Khabib hops the fence. Connor gives pursuit. As Connor's kind of getting held back, he's at the edge of the fence. One of Khabib's cronies, cornermen, friends, cousins, family, whatever, also tries to jump the fence. And then you see Connor take a couple left swipes at the person trying to jump over. But I'm pretty sure that that was an attempt to stop that guy from, from helping Khabib beat up Dylan Dennis. And you say whatever you want about Connor and his friends and the goober that is Dylan Dennis. Connor is very loyal to the ones that roll with him. So he, he's making an effort to stop that guy from attacking his friend who's already being attacked by Khabib. Okay? Say what it is. Next thing you know... One guy hops the fence, hits Connor from behind. Connor kind of hits him. Another guy comes forward. And then another guy, one of those fuzzy white hats, then, a, then tries to grapple with, with uh, Connor a little bit. It was kind of a cheap fucking move. I mean, you think Connor just got beat. He just fought for 20 minutes. He's already exhausted. And now you want to now you want to lay a couple more on him. It's all arguable. It's all debatable. It's all controversial. And... Should have this big brawl happened? No, fucking course not. Is it professional? Fuck no, it's not. But let's not all sit there on our high horse and go on social media and talk about how what a disgrace this is and how upset you are about it. Because at the end of the day, it was entertaining as fuck. And all of us were glued to our TV and we were all watching this spectacle unfold. And we enjoyed it. 
it's interesting. The WWE motherfucker inside of all of us went, holy fuck, this is crazy, this is awesome. We're not, we're not glad it happened, we're not condoning the behavior, but we're glad, like, it's, it's entertaining, we didn't hate it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and, and I, I think it was a really fucking stupid thing to do. But at the end of the day, fighters are fighters. They're going to fight. You got to remember, this started all the way back in like April of 2018 when Khabib and a bunch of his cronies, for lack of a better term, they approached Artem. Apparently, there's some kind of threats. Artem didn't do shit. Went back, told McGregor. McGregor shows up at 223. The whole Dolly incident happens, threatens Khabib, blah, blah, blah. This is a lot of buildup. We're talking like half a year of buildup. And then you got to think, the kind of guy that Khabib is, he grew up in motherfucking war-ridden Dagestan. And Connor specifically, because he's clever and does research, attacked the things he knew would get under Khabib's skin. Khabib is playing for keeps. Khabib isn't about fight promotion. He's not about uh, fake rivalries. He, they fucking hate each other. They fucking hate each other. I think Connor's a showman and he's trying to build, he's trying to build a fight. He's trying to build that animosity. But I think one thing that he didn't account for is that Khabib's playing for keeps. Khabib doesn't find it humorous, doesn't find it entertaining. If you insult me, you insult my family, you insult my religion, you insult my business uh, partners, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to change your face forever. I think that's legit. Like, I think he really wanted to. So say what you will. It is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, we will have to... We'll have to continue to see. Uh, Dana White was talking about uh, not doing anything with Khabib until until the Nevada State Athletic Commission determines what kind of punishment will be dealt out, but they're holding his pay, which I think is fucking horseshit. I don't care what happened. The man put in 20 minutes of work, and it wasn't easy work. He had to fucking earn that 20 minutes of work against Conor McGregor. Pay that man his money, fine him, penalize him, have him pay pay some of that back later once everyone determines what the discipline's going to be. But don't don't take that man's money. He still worked for it. He still earned that money. He still earned it. Also, after everything settles down and Khabib's back in the ring and he's telling Dana, put my belt on, put my belt on. Dana says, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because I think the Irish fans will go crazy. That's a shit fucking move, by the way. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I know, I know... It's disgraceful and it's disrespectful for the whole brawl and the whole situation. Um, but you got to remember, too, that both these guys are jacked up on adrenaline. They just fucking went through a 20-minute fight. They're not necessarily thinking real rational at the moment. They're fucking fighters. They're fighters for a reason. The reason that you're sitting here listening to me is because you're not a fighter for the most part. You don't know... I'm a, Obviously, I'm making a gross generalization here. But for the most part, you're not, you, don't, you don't have that mentality. You're not a professional fighter. You're, you're, not, you're not training to kill other men or other women on a daily basis. These guys are. And that adrenaline's pumped. They just fought. They're fucking still mad at each other. I mean, these, these kind of things happen. I mean, I'm not saying they should happen and they shouldn't be professional. But I think that, that what ha happened is forgivable. If everyone could forgive Connor for what he did, then you should easily forgive Khabib. Because Khabib didn't hurt anybody. Right? There's a potential to hurt somebody, but Connor legitimately hurt somebody. When he threw that dolly through that glass, he legit hurt people. Michael Chiesa got fucking cuts all over his face. Ray Borg got glass in his eye. 
Rose and Emma Yunus has been uh, hiding in the shadows since it happened for emotional damage. Like, arguably, Connor should have got a stiffer punishment than he did. He probably should have. So to condemn, so to now condemn Khabib for his actions, and it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Let the, let it go. Get the man his belt. Make sure he gets paid, and, and shut the fuck up, and we'll deal with it. He'll deal with his penalties and his suspension and loss of money just like Connor did. I'm not saying that it should happen, but I'm saying fucking relax. Calm the fuck down. This is the fight business. And let's not pretend like we didn't enjoy the fuck out of watching this chaos ensue, because we did. It got my ass out of my seat. That's for sure. I'm watching it. I wanted to watch it. Maybe that makes me a terrible human being. I don't know. But um, going forward, what do we want to see? I want to see the rematch. I, I think I'm in the minority. Everybody else wants to see Khabib versus Tony. That's a very difficult fight to call. Very difficult. Although I feel, I feel like I should favor Khabib. But Tony is so good off his back. If, if, if Khabib puts him there, I wonder, I'm very curious, I would be very interested to see what Tony could do off his back. Because Tony wouldn't necessarily look to get to his feet. Tony might be looking for submissions. He might look, be looking for some of that Eddie Bravo jiu-jitsu bullshit. He might be looking for something. How good is Khabib? Now, Khabib's not a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy or jiu-jitsu guy. He's a Sambo guy. Sambo is submission grappling. It's very similar to jiu-jitsu in, in, in terms of... of in terms of the end, the end goal, to submit somebody, right? Choke them out, break their arm, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm very, very interested in seeing how that fight goes down. I have to favor Khabib. He is the champion for a reason. Um, but I would like, to, I guess, I'm not to, not to be a Conor Dick writer, but I do like the guy. And I do like his personality, and I like, the, I like his fighting style. I like what he can do. Um, and I want to see... If he can make the adjustments. I want to see. Because this is the first Class A ass whooping he took. Now, with, with the first fight with Nate that he lost, it was pretty back and forth. And it was arguable that up into the, I think that was the fourth round as well. Uh, up into the fourth round, Connor was controlling that entire fight. This fight, Connor wasn't, re wasn't really controlling any of it. Although he is statistically the first guy to beat Connor or to beat Khabib in one round when he won round three. So, moral victory, whatever the fuck. I want to see if he can make the adjustments. I want to see if he can, if he, because Connor's fight IQ is high enough to where once he's in there with a guy, oh, now I need to know what I need to do to take the fight. And I was really surprised that Connor didn't use more body attacks with his feet. His legs are pretty long. I'd imagine if you could, and he did use a lot of those teeps, those front teeps, I think like in the, in the third round, the round he won. I think if they were to run it back, I think you'd see a lot more of that where he's doing a lot more lower body attacks with his legs. And I don't know if that would really tire Khabib out. Nothing seems to work on that guy. He's like the fucking Terminator, but I, I would like to see the adjustments. If not, let's see what, what Tony Ferg can do. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he beat Khabib, but at the end of the day, you know what? We don't even know if Khabib's gonna be allowed to fight either. That's another problem. Is he gonna be stripped? We don't know. Uh, is he gonna be allowed? Because you know, when Paul Daly sucker punched Koscheck, he was banished from the U UFC. He's not been back since. Now, if Dana's a man of his word, he should theoretically do the same thing to Khabib, right? I don't think that'll happen. I think what's going to happen is it's all going to blow over like normal because in the inside, Dana White might pretend like he's upset about this, but this is good for business and, 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 and in a negative way. Well, not even in a negative way. It's good for business in the sense that it keeps people talking about the UFC, and it's only going to want people to watch this again. 
it just is. So, you know, everyone could put the face on like this was a terrible thing. Professionally wise, obviously it was, but for business, it's probably going to be a good thing. That's what I think. Um, yeah, man, I think that's I think that's all I'm gonna talk about today. So, you motherfuckers have a good goddamn day. Uh, if you want to hit me up for any reason, you can hit me up at the MMA Reaction at gmail.com, or you can visit me on my Instagram page at the underscore MMA underscore Reaction. Questions, comments, concerns, anything is appreciated and uh, enjoyed. So, with that, check you guys later.